King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be a try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You're listening to Lee Carson, Newcastle Hunters Home Rugby League. Welcome back to another episode of League Castle. I am, of course, your host, Chris McPherson. Uh, we've had some challenges in getting this week's episode out to you. Uh, we originally aimed to do a live stream via the Facebook page, but a few technical difficulties uh, nipped that in the bud. So we'll be coming to you via a traditional audio pod this week. We're fortunate enough to have a panel show this week digging into... Lots of issues around the local rugby league competition, the future of the competition, and just some other thoughts around the game as a whole, as well as digging into the NRL. So uh, without too much further ado, we'll uh, jump into it. Of course, joined by my regular co-host, the stats man, Josh Spiegelman, alongside uh, the Two Point Podcast and Central Newcastle winger, uh, Tim Christie. I should say the Two Point Podcast host, Tim Christie. And uh, South Newcastle's Dwayne Sampson, two men who are very well known to us here at the pod, and we appreciate them giving up a uh, a good chunk of their time in lockdown. So, let's jump into the show. As I said, uh, Timmy and Dwayne, welcome onto the show. Timmy, give us a bit of a, a spiel on your, your new podcast, mate. A few episodes in. Yeah, mate. I uh. I've had a bit of a thought for a while. I just thought it'd be pretty cool to just talk to local footy fellas from Newark because it's a pretty big like community in the Newcastle footy area. Like as you know yourself, probably having the first Newcastle footy one, but just more of a uh, personal thing talking to blokes about their stories, where they come from, what got them to Newcastle if they weren't here already, and yeah, like there's some pretty interesting ones. I put one up with Brad Murray a few nights ago, and that's that's gone off. That's it's a real <laughs> some real good stories on that. I've uh, I've recorded with Keno, Sam Keenan, so that's another one that's coming out. I've got a few good blokes in the in the wings waiting. So yeah, um, it's it's been fun. Like I obviously you know I enjoy talking, so it's uh it, it <laughs> well, suits me pretty well. Eh? Well, we've got you on here, mate. 100. Uh, percent <laughs> how, how many times has Nilso hit you up to be on there already? About 56, but I've just um <laughs> I've just said nah, not yet, mate. We haven't got doors big enough for you to get in. So. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, mate, Nilsson can come on. He won't. He'll only be able to talk for about thirty seconds. There's not much of a career there. Oh. <laughs> I tell you about when he played All Stars. He's yeah. an All Star. I'm pretty sure he's got Keith Onzo on his speed dial as well, from back in the day. He needs to get the same manager as the uh, great John O'Wright, mate. Yeah, you need something to do that. Uh, right, and Sambo, mate, what's happening in your world, mate? As we talked about before, the uh, the, the knockout, mate, uh, having been cancelled, will probably. Uh, Bit disappointing for the for the Castlereagh crew, but uh, still plenty of other things happening, and uh, yeah, keep keeping your eyes open to see whether or not uh, the finals go ahead for the A grade, mate. Yeah, mate, pretty disappointing with the knockout. Uh, something we expected. Um, also, you know, being on the organising committee for the knockout um, last year and this year as well, um, disappointing, especially for the South Coast Cockatoos and the communities down there. But you know, the health of the community comes first, and uh, and our, especially our people. Um, yeah, so disappointing, but we've got other, um, you know, alternatives coming up later in the year. Most likely uh, we'll run um, Tribe League again in November, hopefully, working with Matty Rose and uh, Limit to have a look at that. Um, yeah, and also, yeah, A-grade, mate. Uh, we're in the semis, so let's hope we play semis and, um, yeah, see how we go. Yeah, we'll get to the semis a little bit later on, mate. Uh, 
It'd be remiss of me not to mention our great supporter at uh, uh, Smart Artist, Johnny. He does a great job in supporting us and our awards, which we'll touch on in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, he's been a great partner for us this year. He certainly enabled Josh and I to do a lot more than we uh, than we might have done otherwise, Josh. And, uh, uh, yeah, he's been uh, – I, I know he's going a little bit stir-crazy like the rest of us with no sports and things, as I'm sure you can imagine, Josh, Noah, and Johnny. Yeah, 100%, mate. I've seen some of his posts recently, more geared towards the uh, the animals around his area. But uh, nonetheless, mate, the shots are still quality and they're still great. So, you know, when sport resumes, it'd be silly not to hit him up to get him to your, your event. Uh, it, yeah, it delivers a great service. Yeah, I think he'll be in high demand. And, uh, yes, yeah, so uh, speaking of that, he, ha- he has brought our awards to us, which, we'll, as I said, we'll touch on in a minute. And the three of those very well received and great to see them supporting some great causes, uh, the three award winners. But... Uh, as we all know, the, the big elephant in the room is uh, COVID, um, and you know it's it's an ongoing concern. Six hundred and something cases today in New South Wales, boys. So I can't imagine we're getting onto the field anytime soon. But uh, and we'll get into it a little bit later on. At this stage, competitions have moved to finals, so any regular season rounds have been uh, classed as COVID draws, which means that. All the final standings are wrapped up. Um, you know, we've got uh, Maitland taking out the Newcastle uh, Rugby League minor premiership and the Newcastle and Hunter certainly in the A grade. It was uh, Dora Creek in the end. Uh, a little surprisingly, they've missed half the season, but they've done quite well uh, early in the season to set themselves up and, and picked up the minor premiership there. So congratulations to both those sides. Also central, the top women's tackle side. Um, and, you know, a plethora of others who will give some shout-outs to on our page in the coming weeks because... With the season that it's been, uh, certainly need to celebrate some of those achievements of those sides, boys. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, good year. But, um, but uh, Timmy, you're another one, mate. Uh, your, your side now sitting in a finals berth, depending on, on how the finals shape up, obviously. And again, as I said, we'll touch on that. Uh, h- how do you feel? Like The talk at the moment is about you know having some significant resumption time, maybe a two-week lead-in before we can play uh, once the COVID wraps up, just so that you can get back into training and things. Yeah, mate, it's it's kind of tough, I guess, when you got, you know, you play your 16 or 17 rounds of the year and then you go into a semis final with, you know, five or six weeks break potentially. Um, for us, it's kind of a blessing. We had a few injuries coming into the semis that, you know, won't be there now. They'll be long gone, the injuries, hopefully. But, um, you know, if you'd, you'd hope that it'd come back with a five-team comp or everyone's just going to say it's an asterisk year. But, you know, if it's a top four, we'll just get along with our thing and keep going. And, I mean... <laughs> If it, if it ends up being Cessnock versus Maitland in a grand final and we miss out, that's, that'll be that'll be tough. Yeah, it'd certainly be challenging. But uh, as you said, it might be a little bit of a blessing for a side like you guys where you've been decimated towards the back end of the year and, and form started to show that. So we'll just wait and see, I guess, and, and watch what the, the powers that be, the likes of Charlie Haggart and the Newcastle Hunter, uh, Newcastle Hunter Community Rugby League boards, respectively, uh, do. I know they're you know, it's in their intention to try and get as many games of rugby league on as we can. And, and as I said, we'll delve into that a little bit more uh, shortly. Uh, again, we'll move on to our award winners. And Josh, mate, you're the man that's uh, put a lot of work into this. I might let you, uh, I know we've announced them on our page, but uh, maybe give the credit that's due on the show to our three award winners. Yeah, sure, mate. Yeah, we had the three awards this year. And obviously, thanks to Johnny at Smart Artist, we were able to give them a cash prize and also $100 to the charity of their choice. So, yeah, the awards this year, uh, obviously, for the leading try scorer in the men's of first grade, which went to Perry LeBrock at Maitland. He got 18. Sorry, Tim. Um, and, That's yes, right. <laughs> he was nice enough to um, donate his full full amount to Beyond Blue, which was a great contribution from Perry. Awesome. And 
obviously, if we get some finals footy back, I'm sure I'll score a few more tries in the remaining games. Um, and then for the women's league, Chris, you, you sort of led this one, but it was great to see um, Tani, Tani Milgate. She led the point scoring tally for the women's with 94. So again, same prize as Perry. And yeah, she um, contributed to the Hunter Domestic Violence Support and Advisory Service. So a uh, really nice um, touch there from Tani in a great season. Um, and then, yeah, the one that I put in about 200, 300 hours over the season, looking at the stats for most most games and clubs and stuff and the four clubs I'm contracted to, but obviously giving points to the games um, for the for the clubs that I don't do, you know, looking at the highlights and whatnot. So, yeah, Royce Jeffrey won the uh, stat man of the year, as we call it, with a, a pretty dominant season on paper and obviously in real life too. So, um, yeah, congrats to Royce. And he also won the same prize. And his charity was um, CDH Australia, which uh, helps Australian families with a child diagnosed with congenital diaphragmatic hernias. Um, so, yeah, congratulations to Royce, Tani and Perry. Some, yeah, great, great season from all three. Certainly was. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, it probably, probably stands out. Royce has been a standout. Perry, you know, attack and Maitland in attack. And uh, Tani certainly has been, uh, you know, she could give Timmy Christie a few pointers about how to score at Central Training, that's for sure. Mate, knows how to kick a goal too. He's better than yeah. me. She can kick, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Does mate, um, and that doesn't get to the point that the coach punts it at the wing either. She's a centre, so you know. <laughs> I'm a centre playing wing, mate. Just leave it at that, all right? Right, sorry, sorry. <laughs> he's better looking. <laughs> yeah, mum tells you. Yeah, mum and Tara. <laughs> uh, lovely. All right, boys. Well, uh, we now uh, we might uh, jump into what we're going to call it. What we're calling a set of six. Um, a bit of an opportunity, I guess, to. Uh, have a little chat around a few key topics, and, and we're going to kick it off with uh, the local finals, uh, and you know what I've called "How low can we go?" Uh, in terms of not the standard of rugby league, obviously, but in terms of how many weeks uh, we can cut down to. Tim, you touched on it before, and and we'll, and we'll fire around, and you know, I'd love everyone's opinion on this. If if we reduce from four weeks to three weeks and four teams, or two weeks and four teams. How much legitimacy would the competition still have? We'll start with you, uh, Timmy. Um, if I win it, it's full. full. <laughs> <laughs> if if we don't make it, it's absolutely scrapped, I reckon. But um, oh, it, it just depends. Like I think realistically, West have done really well, but I, I in my head, I couldn't see them winning a grand final this year. So if if we do lose them, I top four I could probably still say it's probably going to be the same ending. It would have been those top four in the grand final. Um, you know, West Western that'll probably hate me saying that, but Stevie Williams can, you know, shove it. Um and yeah, so if it's the top four, that's fine. Like it'll be the same and then but if it gets down to, you know, just one game and then that's and it's the grand final, I think that'd be a bit a bit how you're going. But you know, <laughs> I'm sure if Maitland or Cessna win as hard as they would if they beat five teams to make it, so yeah, certainly interesting. I mean, last year we obviously had, you know, somewhat of a similar situation where we went to the uh, situation of having, you know, two-week four-team semis, and, and, you know, that's quite likely a possibility, I suppose, from here too. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, but look, that's the thing. When you when you start a comp thinking that you can get into the top five and then yeah. you like West, poor West, like they've scraped the top five and they could potentially be kicked out first week or second week. And they had a really that's, good run to get there as well, so yeah, be tough on them to, to get kicked yeah, out. Yeah, that's right. And, I mean, I think just because it's West, we'd all like to see it happen. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, you know, they don't deserve that. No, no, no. So, yeah, it'd be tough. 
It's interesting too, because you know, and again, I know lots of teams had this situation, but they had such momentum, and then they came up to three COVID draws in a row. So, mm. I mean, looking at how you know, had we still been in that situation, and you know, looking at the form that we saw from Wyong at the entrance earlier in the year, you almost would have backed West to continue that run, maybe not against Maitland, but you know, chalk at least two more wins out of there, and that could have potentially seen them, you know, unseat someone like a Macquarie, you know, for fourth spot. So. Um, it would be would be very challenging and really hard on some of those teams, but I guess you know the situation is what it is, and yeah. some football's better than no football, and you know depending on who you talk to, pretty much everyone. But Cessnock still says 2020 had an asterisk on it, so you know it's it's the million dollar question, isn't it? Where where we really sit, and pretty much anyone that doesn't that's win it right. might still say it's got an asterisk. Yeah, that's yep. right, 100%. Right, yeah, that's right, up. mate. No matter what the outcome is, I was thinking of a few alternatives depending on how long this goes for. Obviously, I can't speak from the players' point of view. You know, I don't do the training or anything, but I'm sure, you know, a layoff from the... I know you're all doing individual training, but, you know, that lack of team team training is probably going to hurt a few sides um, going into it. But, yeah, it depends how they look at it, mate. But it, like Timmy said, it would be unfair if it does go one versus two uh, for a grand final. That would be heaps unfair, especially for third and fourth, who are, I think, a real shot to, to make the grand final at least. But... Interesting to see if they just don't have any finals at all. If they, you know, Maitland did have a pretty dominant season. So, you know, like the Premier League works in England, mate, you know, the winner at the end of the regular season, obviously not suggesting that here, but maybe they recognised, you know, the minor premiership a bit more this year, even if it was with is with an asterisk. So, yeah, very interesting to see how it breaks down. And, um, yeah, I just wish we could have a grand final, to be honest. There's plenty of people that are, that are probably, you know, chime in and say Maitland are closer, un- unbackable favourites anyway. I, I know that... Uh... Our mate, the bookie that was doing some prices during the year, had him at about a dollar fifty-three, I think, at the close of the season. So, uh, not much value there. Uh, Jimmy, you could put your put your savings on that. No, you'd have taken a big value about Central at nine dollars or something that they were. Yeah, man, I'll be taking Central all day. When once Luke Walsh comes back, I think that'll drop to it like four fifty, maybe. <laughs> uh, it's good how quickly you change your uh, buyers from South to Central once you signed a contract, mate. That's good. <laughs> It, uh, it could have been two great. It could be two great. <laughs> no, that's, that's how it goes. <laughs> what was that? Cut out. Could be two grand finals in two years for you. Yeah, mate, that's right. And hopefully score the winner in that one as well. But uh, who knows? Whatever. it would be very nice. All right, let's, let's jump onto the second topic. Um, if we don't get finals football, should we have summer rugby league? And if we do have summer rugby league, what should it look like, Sambo? Oh, well, mate, if we're not going to have a crew knockout, why don't we just have a, um, you know, uh, combined sort of A-grade Newcastle rugby league sort of, um, you know, knockout series or even round robin or something like that in a full 13 format. Um, I think that'd be something, you know, like, you know, I spoke about EPL and stuff like that back in, uh, you know, in England, how, you know, you can have a Manchester United be playing, you know, you know, you know, a, a Gateshead, you know, team like that, the only fourth division. Oh, yeah, like the FA well. Cup sort of tournament. Yeah, exactly yeah. right, like FA Cup. So, why don't we, you know, obviously you don't want West drawing, you know, us, but, um, <laughs> you know, something like that would be awesome. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting. I, I had a bit of a theory on this. My theory was that you'd um, you'd have play twilight, obviously, with the temperature. Yeah. Uh, start out with uh, maybe, like, pools of six, and you might uh, use grounds like Lakeside and St John where you've got multiple venues. Um, and on a Friday night or a Saturday night, you might what you'd have is essentially three teams. So it might be, let's say, it's South, Central and University that have got the three sides. South would play Central for 15-minute halves. 
Yeah. Central play uni for 15 minute halves, then uni play South for 15 minute halves. It's <laughs> sort of, you know, that, that perfect 90 minute length of entertainment, a bit like a first grade game of footy or a T20 match. You yeah. carry points, you play two weeks in your pool of six, and then you go into an eliminator like the top eight teams, maybe depending on how many teams that, you know, would then play in just like, you know, you might play your, your quarters and your semis on one night and then just have a standalone final or, or something like that. And you could do men's and women's, uh, even ladies tag as well. And, you can make a real carnival of it. And, you know, I think Twilight Footy, obviously, you know, under lights, it's a little bit exciting. You can still play 13 aside uh, in the heat with the reduced game time because you're only playing 60 minutes aside. So that was my sort of concept. So if Charlie Haggett wants to steal it, I, um, I want about 10 <laughs> proceeds. That sounds really good, mate. You've obviously yeah. put a lot of thought into that. I don't think I can top that with anything I thought. I just had a bit of look at what Gus said about the NRL potentially doing a combined 20s and 21s comp in the summer for some of the players and haven't had a good crack this year. So I was thinking something along similar lines about a comp for Newcastle with the junior players or something, you know, outside of first grade. I know they've been playing, but, you know, maybe, I don't know how Timmy feels, give the first graders a rest, but I'm sure they want to crack in during summer as well. So, yeah, that, that, that sounds like a really good initiative, mate. So I'm sure Charlie, hopefully he's listening. Yeah, well, you can you can even if you want to do something like that where you pull the first grade players that maybe even just, you know, fill up them out. Like, say, so, you, know, you know, Central could play, you know, limit three first graders and you can go to either their feeder clubs. So for the central, that'd probably just be Dudley at this stage, or you could go back to your junior club. So for Timmy, he could go back and play for, you know, like Waratah or, you know, something like that. I don't, I don't know how, how you, you know, get the technicalities. You'd still limit some people, um, you know, do the IPL player auction for whoever's left over and, you know, you still look <laughs> for playing for Kers- Kersley Crushers. That's uh, the go. That's the go. So yeah, there's plenty, plenty of there's ideas there. I mean, insurance is paid. Everyone's signed up and, you know, I'm sure lots of lots of blokes would be happy to go and sign up for whatever team's in the same pool as Tim Christie. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they were. Mate, on saying that, I'd, uh, on my way home this afternoon, I noticed they're laying the uh, the grass on number one sports ground. So it could be a potential grand final spot. Too. It might be ready by... by, by uh, Taking yeah. back to the old. Play, play the, uh, the, uh, oh, the on Christmas Eve and the grand final on New Year's Eve, Timmy, just to keep you out of trouble until at least 10 o'clock. Yeah, that's right, mate. They, they look like they turfed about one third of it, so they could have that done by Christmas for us, easy. We only need we only need two thirds. Yeah, right. just I like the left it. side of the field. I like it. Let's move on to the next topic, boys. And uh, Newcastle Rugby League expansion, Sambo. We've, we've seen the success of the Northern Hawks in reserve grade this year. They're pushing into first grade in 2022, which will, depending on what happens to the coast sides, mean we've either got a nine or an eleven team competition. First of all, what are your thoughts on having a buy? And if not, how do we solve that question? Yeah, obviously, I'm never a fan of having a buy. Um, you know, I, I want to see the, our top quality football play every week um, as much as we can. The um, the experience with the Northern Hawks uh, this week, uh, this year, sorry, uh, in the reserve grade, and I, I was only speaking with Jad, uh, Jade Porter and uh, Brad Ty yesterday, actually, on the phone. Uh, mate, it's, it's great for our community. It's great for, um, you know, the rugby league community and Newcastle and also the Nelson Bay Peninsula up there. Uh, obviously, they've been um, accepted in the first grade next year, which is outstanding. I think it's um, going to add more, um, you know, more talent to our already strong Newcastle comp. Um, I, I'd mix sort of thoughts on the Central Coast sides this year, as in they started very, very strong, as we saw. And, you know, it's not to have a shot at the quality of football down in Central Coast because both, you know, the sides, they, they feel are really, really strong. But I saw them fall off, um, uh, you know, probably in, in, in intensity, I sort of suppose, um, and, and, you know, um, that kind of stuff uh, throughout the year. And then you saw the Newcastle teams 
that are used to that there week in, week out football, the intensity to just sort of, you know, dominate them a fair bit. So, yeah, look, all for expansion, uh, as long as they've got the right teams and the right, um, you know, uh, feeder clubs and, you know, pathways for their juniors to come through into Newcastle Rugby League. Yeah, I think I think that's the key is making sure it's sustainable and it's going to, you know, um, be, you know, re- ready to kick along and, and do the right thing in terms of longevity because, you know, we've seen, well, not, not necessarily flash in the pan sides, but we've seen sides that have sort of come and gone and I think it's probably why I'm personally so keen to see growth of the competition because all we've seen since, you know, the 90s is, is recession in the competition. We lost North Newcastle, we lost Waratah. Raymond Terrace and Nelson Bay came and went, you know, Wyong came into our competition left again. So, I mean, ideally, I'd love to see a, you know, 12-team, 22-round competition if it's sustainable. But I'd rather we have eight sustainable teams than, than have yeah. eight. Yeah, that's the big question, isn't it, mate? If you spread the, you know, the playing pool a bit too thin, if you get too many teams. I mean, we were just talking about the quality of the competition, as we've all seen over the last few years, increasing each year. And, you know, you don't want to you know, like have more teams like Central, uh, uh, sorry, Central Coast teams come in and, you know, fall off with that intensity. So, um, yeah, I guess it's just that tipping point to see, you know, how many quality players we can get in versus how many teams. I, I took this question as well. You you asked um, who could be next. I think after the Hawks come in, I think, you know, just let that settle for a bit and let's see how strong the comp is still. I'm a, obviously, they're a great team, which is great to see. But for me, I was looking at um, that President's Cup, uh, President's Cup competition that was on the cards postseason this year. As you know, it was the um, it was going to be the winner of the Ron Massey Cup, the Newcastle Rugby League, and the Illawarra Cup plus one wildcard team, so like a four-team comp. I'd like to see that looked at and enforced a bit more because, uh, as you know, for Maitland last year, I worked with them during the President's Cup campaign. That was really good to see, mate, beating Sydney teams that have that rep. So. Maybe the top two of each of those competitions go in at postseason and make it a six-teamer. So, yeah, that's something for me that I'd like to see expanded and, well, actually played because we didn't get a chance this year because it got cancelled. But I don't know what the boys feel about the President's Cup having a crack at the Sydney teams. What are your thoughts, Timmy? Mate, you're the, you're the man on the ground in first grade here. So what do you reckon? And I think it'd be good. I'd, with the whole 22 comp thing, I think that's a little bit much for players who are still at work you know, five days a week mostly to and play weekends. I think 22 rounds would be a bit much, but in saying that, more footy's better. So, I mean, I'm kind of on the fence there. Um, but in the expansion side of things, when I was I was lucky enough to play in the Ron Massey Cup um, in that comp down there for a season. And um, one of the knocks I had on it was the fact that you could potentially be playing, you know, Wentworth Field one week and then you're going out and versus Penrith Brothers the next and you're putting 60 on them. So it's not that it's that inconsistency of week to week footy. Um, I think that's one thing he has has a lot of is the you know whether you're coming up against a team coming first or last, they're always going to show up and give you give you a crack. Um, I guess in that president's so cup, end of season the comp, though, there'd be the it'd only be the top two teams from Ron Massey, top two from Newcastle. So you get quality each game, sort of thing. But um, yeah, I guess that's true as well. And like yeah, yeah, that's I mean. Yeah, it depends how you do it to them. This is then going into another six games and um, or even a six level game this year. Yeah, that's that's probably the perfect amount of footy. Then if you're playing another round robin like after that, and as bad as it sounds, a lot of footy players in Newcastle probably wouldn't play. And then would that mean that you weren't getting paid to play against you know whoever it was down in Sydney? Like that had come into it as well and. I mean, potentially it'd be awesome to do. Like, I'd love to go and travel with the boys down to Sydney and have a bus trip back and, you know, and 
all the yeah. good times and stuff. But um, I think, yeah. you know, and then if you win that, that's just on top. And then, you know, you win a comp in Newcastle as well. You have a mad Monday for a week and then imagine trying to go up against a Sydney team the week later. <laughs> I think, I think um, you know, the round robins are there. And also the present uh, comp, you know, is, is you know, I'm really supportive that I'd like to see. But, um, you know, other than, other than, you know, the, the clubs other than Maitland and, and West and all that kind of stuff, it's just extra financial, um, you know, uh, liabilities for players, for, for the club, more layout, um, you know, travel accommodation and stuff like that. So you've really got to take that into account too for, um, you know, a lot of clubs that are probably not, you know, um, not in the black as such, I suppose. Um, Hopefully the New South Wales Rugby League might step in I there as it's one of those comps and help. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think, I think yeah, that's, that's where that part of the challenge. Yeah, that's what I thought. That would be awesome. I think part of that challenge around, you know, the likes. And the, I mean, I know there's a couple of clubs that have, yeah, lost their supporting clubs, so to speak. We know Curry, uh, Lakes with the Sporties. Um, you know, so it starts to really rely on, on some heavy commercial support from ex- external to that because you know, the league's clubs are sort of the lifeblood of some of the clubs, you know. All, all those all those Pendolosh schnitzels is why they can afford to pay Timmy the big bucks over at Central, right? <laughs> <laughs> all, all my pay- I don't know if you're talking yeah, about me with those big bucks. <laughs> I've seen you down there. Uh, All right, boys, let's jump on to the next topic. The uh, So the competition structure, and it probably flows on from that. Uh, we've seen in Sydney, and Timmy, you talked about it, where the Ron Massey Cup sort of sits above the district competition. So, And I know, Sambo, you know, you, you've experienced firsthand this year the challenges that go with uh, having a team that's sitting in a separate competition to the rest of your club. Well, you've got two teams, I guess, with the women's tackle as well sitting in that competition. So is that something that we go down the routes of and, you know, obviously trying to align the draws is an idealistic proposition as well, but do we get there and, and remove that competition and we have, you know, Ron Massey North, if you will, which is Newcastle and Central Coast Elite, and then, you know, similar to what the Central Coast teams did this year, you, you field sides and what is essentially our reserve grade would become A grade or first grade or whatever you want to call it. And then the grades might go down. We might have first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade and sixth grade, and clubs can, you know, tailor where they want to enter in those and, and try and align the draws a little bit. I mean, again, it's idealistic to think you could always align them, but do we think that's a better structure with, with the way that the, the riding teams have been with New South Wales and their focus on the major competition? I think our competitions, we need to realign them again. So talking from a district sort of club point of view, like, you know, we're in A grade and our girls are in, the, you know, the A grade tackle. What we, you know, and I'll see in other clubs too, I spoke with Curry, I spoke with a few other clubs that have their teams in, in the in the uh, Lower Hunter competition as well, is we're um, struggling for resources. And, you know, there's only so many, you know, uh, FAOs, only so many strappers, so many, you know, um, you know, resources like that there that the clubs can, you know, give. So when we're split playing games on a Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, you know, you've got teams everywhere. It really starts to take the toll on the club, uh, resource-wise and financially, and uh, it's been a, it's been a struggle this year for a lot of clubs. So, yeah, it's a, it's a big challenge trying to find that help, obviously, um, and it's an interesting one you raise. But certainly, the, the first challenge we have is the amount of you know Newcastle and Hunter second division, whatever you might want to term it, games that are played at three o'clock on a Saturday, which clashes with a lot of things. Um, you know, and then you throw in some of those people that do grade and, and Newcastle and Hunter are also the same people that turn out for the respective junior clubs as well, doing those roles or players are coaching and, you know, uh, there's lots of challenges there. So I think scheduling of games is certainly something we need to look at, um, you know, push. And I know you, know you boys have been involved with Waratah previously, both of you, and, and you know, they're, they're special for a Friday night game. And, and, you know, it's pretty well known that, you know, Waratah are always happy to play those Friday night. We've seen Hamilton playing Saturday Twilight. 
Uh, uh, Maitland United play, play a lot of Sunday games. Um, but finding that balance around those is um, a big key, but also having a look at, you know, I guess, you know, what what do we do to try and align it for those teams that, are, that you know, have got multiple sides in the competition as well? Uh, I don't know if there is a perfect answer. It'd be great if we could say that, you know, every second week Souths are going to be at home, but that's going to throw out someone else's draw too, I suppose. Yeah, mate, this is uh, for mines uh, at a higher paycheck level than us, I think, to, to figure out. But um, you raised some good points, all, all of you, so far. Um, yeah, in relation to the New South Wales Rugby League, if we did have that Rod Massey-style first grade, it would probably put us on the map more for the rest of New South Wales if we care about that. They'd, they'd sort of understand how we sit, how the first grade sits. But, yeah, the amount of trouble that would throw up to the, to the other grades and talking about finances and, yeah, it's out of my remit, mate, so... Can't comment on that. Yeah, I think coming under one banner, and Sambo, you might, might you know, comment on this as someone who's been on the Newcastle and Hunter board, and I think with Newcastle Rugby League currently led by Charlie Haggett, who's a fairly proactive and positive sort of influence on the game, I think. Um, if we could get under one banner, whichever banner that might be, and, and a cooperative structure, that's probably going to be the first step towards this. Oh, can't agree more, mate. So on that note, we might jump on to the next one and, and we'll talk about this. And, and again, Timmy, you know, and Sambo, I know you've been involved with recruitment and retention at different clubs that you've been involved with. Restriction of player movement and payments on, you know, I know we've got the salary cap in theory in Newcastle Rugby League. I, I don't know what your views are on how well that uh, operates. Uh, Newcastle and Hunter, it becomes a very grey area and we've seen some clubs allegedly spend a lot of money um, to pursue success in, in some of the, the higher competitions. So... Um, you know, I think I think uh, Waratah spent about six figures on getting Timmy back over there last year to score that match <laughs> try and B grade. So, uh, what, what do we think? <laughs> like, there's some limitations already, you know, to an extent to, to cap how many players can go from one club to another. Do we think that needs to stay enforced? Does it need to be tighter? Um, and, and should there be limitations in, in what's classified as amateur rugby league at the moment, sort of A grade and down, um, on what players can be paid? Well, uh, on my point of view, like I don't, I know the the, uh, the salary caps, yeah, <laughs> non thing really. Like people are getting paid whatever they want in every club, and it's everyone knows it. Like you know, you, you, I, not the same that I have, but I know that people have signed two different, like two different uh, contracts. So, um, but you know, like it's only local league footy, pay them what you want. I think the point system is really the thing that's going to bring it together. You know, you can pay. 60 blokes, 100 grand each for all I care. But if you can only put a certain amount of people on the field, or you can only – I think the thing that worked the other year was when the comp was so close was when you actually signed a player, they cost a certain amount of points. I think that was a better way of doing it than having whatever it is now, 100 points on the field at once. I think the fact that you actually have to have the points to get them to your club um, is a bigger thing than you can get them to your club and have them sit in reserve grade and whatnot. Um, obviously, Maitland, Maitland did it really well this year. They got a lot of blokes over – points but then you know you got blokes like Carl Randall sitting in reserve grade every second week and stuff like that um but yeah salary cap wise you know it's, I don't think it's an issue people are going to get paid what they want to get paid and clubs will pay it um pretty hard to police the salary cap at, at yeah, this level is our comp the competition's semi-professional and you know I mean it's great at the NRL level they struggle at times as we've seen um with full-time auditors and things so It'd be certainly a challenge I, I like yeah. what you said there. maybe the, the the counter to that or the other solution is to have a look at, you know, rugby union, the local comp here, Timmy, and I know you boys would probably know a few of the boys that play over there. They actually have a cap on how many points you can use across all the grades on any given on any given match day. So if you want to sit, you know, your, your 
five-point player who's, you know, played NRL two years ago in, in reserve grade, then that doesn't matter whether you play him in first grade or reserve grade. So I think they've got a rule, and I don't know what the numbers are, but it might be that you've got, you know, 25 points, which can be used across all three grades, but you can't use more than 15 in first grade. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's. I think that's that's real smart. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's, and it's certainly interesting. It's hard too to classify sometimes. You know, you get a guy, and, and probably a good example is West last year with the Rouse boys. Like they come across from rugby union. How do you classify them as, as you know, you know, where you get a, an ex, an ex, you know, shoot shield player or you know, top level rugby union player, you know, come across and have a game. Like how do you classify them? That's the only challenge. Is you know, you've got to have a pretty broad and flexible points structure. Maybe a committee that you know individually looks at exponential, uh, exceptional cases. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's a different sport. You could get a bloke that comes across from soccer and he's a gun. Like, it doesn't – obviously, it's a different skill set, but you don't know that. You know, you, you don't know anything that – someone in rugby could be horrible at league. So, I mean, I don't think that should be an issue. But, yeah, I, just, that, I think that's a really smart idea, having the points across the whole grade because, you know, Sambo for 25 points sitting in third grade would be unreal. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right. We need to, um, you know, we need to police our, our point system um, a lot better. I know, you know, salary caps, we all know that's just out the window. We know what goes on in, in, in especially in our league. Um, but I, I agree with what you're saying, Chris. So, because what's happening, and we talk about this expansion, and we talk about players now. So, you know, signing players and sitting them in a reserve grade or in a, in a grade and that, just so, you know, the following year, their points, uh, you know, the, the, the deduction will happen and, you know, the points, they're, they're worth less points. So, you know, they can start playing, you know, a stronger side in year two or three and stuff like that. So there's definitely, um, you know, a, a strategy to it and we need to look harder at that. So, like you said, you know, you know buying, a, you know, a car rental and sitting in reserve grade, next year will be worth less points. So, you know, you'll play in first grade. Um, you know, things like that we need to look at a lot harder. And, yeah, so from first grade to, to open grade, whatever it may be, have the points. Um, it's not what you feel them the day. It's uh, what you sign that you know in in that season. You know that that equal up with the points. Yeah, no, I think I think there's a good case to be had for that. So uh, we might just have to send a recording of this off to Charlie and the Newcastle Hunter board, and yeah, maybe we'll get appointed. Jo- Josh will be the minute taker. He's been pretty quiet and well behaved today. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I'm careful what I say, mate. Comment because I obviously don't have the experience you guys do with this sort of thing. But obviously, working with a few different clubs, I don't want to put my foot in it. So, zip. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's fair. Yeah. Well, Sambo and Timmy are getting into Maitland. You probably should just sit in the background. Exactly right. So. Uh, right, boys. Speaking of Josh, this is where you can come into your own. Let's have a look. One local footy prediction, and I, I want I want something that's a little bit more edgy than you know. We will get finals or we won't get finals. So I'm going to go around the room. And uh, uh, Josh, I'm going to go with you first, mate. Uh, let's go first, cap off the rank. What do you got, 2021 or 2022 prediction? Yep, so pretty simple one for me here. All four of the teams I do stats for will make the finals in 2022. You heard it here first. <laughs> I think you've got one spot in your finals race left if someone wants to sign you up for that next year. That's exactly why I brought that up, mate. One more team. Five's my magic number, so no more than that. There's a spot in the finals. I like it. All right, Sambo, your next cab off the rank. What do you got for us? I've got uh, Newcastle and Lower Hunter uh, B grade grand final champions being the University Seahorses and Jared Rodimer, man of the match in grand final. That's what I've got. That's for 2021. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm going to go next. 2022, Tim Christie to finally own his wing spot at Central and and take. I'll start training now. I'm under the high ball after this. Let's just say you get the ball out of your edge more, mate. Who's, who's, who's that bloke inside you in the centre? It's time to start passing. 
yeah, I'll have to have a word with him, eh, big Kurt Donner. Kurt Donner here. He's a uh, he's with the Knights at the moment. He's he's a fair fair player, but yeah, yeah, he doesn't like the old right to left pass. Hey, you need to get Heathy yeah. he replace him with Heathy, mate. Heathy would pass you the ball. <laughs> yeah, he would, yeah, I know. All right, TC, what's your what's your big prediction, mate? What do you got for us? Mate, you should probably guess what my uh, 2021 prediction will be, uh, and that is the Marshall, the Mighty Butcher Boys to win the grand final with uh, TC flying off his wing to score the winner. Um, <laughs> but I've got a 2022 one as well, and that is the Mighty Waratah Cheetahs to come back into the Tui's Cup and take oh. out the grand final for the first time since 2000. Wow. Oh, and Sambo to captain coach. Thanks for telling me he's going to be in the six. Oh, <laughs> oh, mate, big number I've six seen that before. I've, I've seen that before. The first time I met Sambo, he was me training for Waratah. I was about 16. <laughs> and he, uh, about three or four sessions in, he, you know, he's touched on us a little bit. He, uh, he come, come with a cast on his leg. And I said, oh, what's happened, mate? He said, oh, mate, I was out there doing my stuff and I just snapped this bloke, ends up snapping my leg instead. So he's like, he said, oh, but I, I, uh, I did about 20 out, broke my leg. I still scored the try, though. <laughs> and I remember between Sambo in, uh, in his old Hunter Sports days. And, mate, like, you still got some skills. But, geez, you're an athlete. You're an absolute athlete, he's, mate. He's like, he was an athlete, mate. <laughs> you're a great sumo wrestler now. Mate, I'm built for comfort, not speed, boys. <laughs> mate, the ladies love it. League Castle Bachelor of the Year reigning. So. <laughs> oh, look, I didn't want to bring that up, but look, you know, st- you know as we got, we've got the stats man now. Stats are stats, so. And mate, mate, the stats man might have to enter the Bachelor's argue. comp next year. <laughs> you can't argue that my judges is, uh, is also now a uh, League Castle Award winner in Tani Milgate. So, mate, uh, they know their stuff. Joe's a rugby Thanks, league. Tani. Love the boats, mate. <laughs> All right, let's move along. And I know this is the bit that TC's been looking forward to because he can lay the boot to some blokes, especially if you like to probably lay the boot to him on the podcast recently. A lot of best and worst. We're going to go through. We've got three categories here, and we're going to go through. Um, and now this, this is aimed at you two because Josh and I don't have teammates, and we probably just have to nominate each other as both the best and worst. So the best and worst are teammates to be stuck in lockdown with if you're one out with them in lockdown. So. Sambo, I'll get your. We'll start with your best, Sambo. Who would be the best man at South Newcastle? Uh, at South, um, I'm actually rooming with him at the moment for work. So Jack Hutchinson, um, you know, he's our lock forward, mate. He's, he's taking my jersey. Um, yeah, we're working together, we're rooming together now. So you know, he's he's probably the one. Uh, we get along like a house on fire and funny bloke, and uh, yeah, it doesn't annoy me. So it'll be him. Oh, I love it. TC, what about you over at Central, mate? Mate, bet it'll be tough over Central. There's a fair few of us, but uh, we mentioned him before, Kurt Donahue, mate. He's uh, me and him get on like a house on fire. Eh? He's about ten years younger than me, but I just have the same maturity as him. And we get there at uh, training on a Tuesday. We've got the the Ben Pomeroy's on down to our knees and carrying on a treat. Phil just yells at us, and but we don't care. And we carry on. And I think I'd yeah, I think he'd be my best teammate to, to get into lockdown with. Mate, I tell you what, it'd be no good for me based on his feedback he's given me on the touchline this year. I don't think he'd be keen on being in lockdown with me, that's for sure. <laughs> he doesn't mince his words. Between him and Reese Hayne. <laughs> yeah, no, he's good, he's good. That's why I love him, mate. He's just, he's just a little rabbit. He's more behaved in his old age. All right, what about the worst, Timmy? Who'd be the worst at Central? Um, I don't know, it's tough. Worst at Central. Uh, mate, probably Jack Kelly. He, um... He doesn't drink. He's a fitness freak. He's all about health and wealth, and I'm not really about that. It's not my vibe. So <laughs> he wouldn't be. It'd be, be good to chat with him and, have, and sit with. Him, but like, 
But I'm sitting there wanting to have a beer with someone, and he just starts doing some push-ups and sit-ups. I don't think that'd be that'd be interesting. Getting to do um, yours? <laughs> yeah, you can do mine for me. Not going to make me wing spot doing that guy, Chris. No, you're not. What about you, Sambo? Who'd be the worst at South Newcastle? Oh, he's only a new bloke that's come to the club from out at Fords, but Warren Baxter. So he's filled in at 5'8 and fullback for us. And he's a, look, he, mate, he's a great bloke. He's full of energy. <laughs> he's young. But look, it just, oh, you know, I've been on the, you know, a vendor or two with him so far and uh, I can see it wouldn't work, mate. Listen to the different music. It's all about headbanging and stuff. He's <laughs> the only black fella he doesn't know what Randy Travis is. Um, so, so I'm just going to say it'll be him because he's too full of energy. And I get. I'll get cranky and like my own space, and he's in your face all the time. So it'll be wiser. Love you, mate. Sounds, sounds like a young Tim <laughs> Christie, mate. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who Randy Jackson is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen to oh, wow. <laughs> mate, uh, just, just pull you up on that, Sambo, too. I uh, Just with my previous club, Sarah, so I, uh, my worst one there, I, I'd give him a spray. I didn't play with him because I didn't play much third grade, but. Uh, uh, Daniel Nelson would be absolutely torture up in a lockdown, wouldn't he? As if you didn't pick him. Mate, he's torturing up in our group chat. I've got him on mute. So. <laughs> oh, is, that what, is that what's been going off or not, you? Him in the group chat? He's probably sending photos of himself. Exactly. <laughs> why, why I'm not he didn't get a call-up. <laughs> yeah, he would be. He'd be so cut. I still think my highlight was refereeing you blokes the other week. Sam, I walk out and I'm chatting to his brother who points out that he is the better Nelson. So that was good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just a quick question, um, Chris. Who do you reckon you'd penalise more out of Daniel and Dylan? Like, who is... Uh, yeah. Who's, I don't, who, I don't who know if I've ever refereed Daniel, to be honest. Like, but, mate, D- Dylan took all of about... After after befriending me the other day and explaining that he was, you know, the uh, the, the better Nilsson, he took all of about three minutes to put a late shot that was unnecessary <laughs> Nathan Taylor. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, mate, there's a couple of boys in your team that, uh, yeah, they, they certainly uh, don't go shy of being penalised. I think one of your young centres as well. And, mate, I think he had a death wish that day because he wanted to fight Cade Snowden, which I don't recommend to anyone as a health option. <laughs> I did I did, mention, I did, I did, put him aside and I said, look, mate, I just don't do it. Um, you know, for your own health, don't do it. Um, so, look, <laughs> mate, we'll he's, up, he's up there with one of the silliest fights I've seen pick last year. I freed the Ducks. And one of the big boys in the front row for the Ducks wanted to fight Brooke Roach, which is even sillier. Oh. Uh, yeah, mate, even his own teammate, like Jakey Lawrence, and that were just getting in front of him, just going, mate, don't do it. Like, <laughs> of all the people. Anyway, what about, so Timmy, you've already given us your uh, local footballer who'd be the worst. Who'd be the best local footballer outside of Central to be stuck with? Present company excluded. Uh, yeah, I was going to say Sambo. Um, I don't know, I didn't really, I couldn't really get to one with this. Like, it's hard. Like, obviously, I've played at South, so probably one of the South boys. I mean, it's going to be obvious, but one of my best mates, Stevie Witters, probably be uh, the non-central player that I'd take on a lockdown. And, yeah, as uh, wouldn't be much sleep getting done on that lockdown. I don't think we've wins. <laughs> I don't want to know. I thought, it might have been, I thought you both might have picked the same bloke in Rots, mate. Uh, just sit there and stare at him all day. <laughs> oh, gee, get those sexy eyes out. <laughs> what about for you, Sam? Who's, who's your best and worst uh, non-South boys? Oh, my best and worst. So... I mean, best would be one of my old mates and sparring partners on the field. Be, um, you know, I know he's annoying at the times, but I love being on the bench. Is Dave Dryden up there at the Northern Hawks? <laughs> so, you know, Dryden's always one to, you know, ring me up out of nowhere to, uh, you know, have a beverage and, uh, you know, quite night in. Um, <laughs> you know, he'd definitely be the one for me, mate, for the, for, for the best one, uh, non-South player. Yeah, what about the worst, mate? Who's the worst? Oh, the worst. Look. Again, you know, he's one of my best mates. I love him to death, but 
he uh, he gets on my nerves around the pits, and uh, you know that'd be Jared Rodimer. Um, you know, so <laughs> after a few, we do get a bit um, bit fiery towards each other. Yeah, so I'd be right. So I'd, I'd hate to be on the pits with him for a long time. Yeah, right. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen you actually fired up, Sam. I saw you get a little bit, little bit cranky the other week against Cardiff, the first time I had you against them. But even then, like, I didn't know whether it was serious or not. So, yeah, I, I reckon the worst for me, if, if I had to pick a player, would be Reece Haynes, because I reckon he'd just be one to fork me by about 15 minutes in. Like, we're doing that quickly. Um, I, I could definitely take present in for, for good value, I think. But uh, one, one I wouldn't mind seeing, but I know you know him really well, is Aaron Morris. I reckon he'd be, he'd be have a good time in there with, with Chop. He'd have some stories. You'd be, you'd be having KFC on Uber Eats every night. You'd be about 100 kilos heavier by the end of it, though. Mate, Chop non-stop. We, mate, we message all the time on, on you know, text, message, Snapchat. And, mate, it, the, the amount of, you know, conversation you have away from, uh, you know, the ground, just to be with him stuck, you'd, yeah, I don't have a headache. But love Chop, mate. Absolute champion. <laughs> Yeah, lovely, mate. I, I, I might stitch up a couple of the boys here. I know, I know people like to uh, lay the boot in the referees, so I, I might go back that way on the, on the best and worst from my side. <laughs> I think you can probably guess who the worst is. Uh, as much as I love the bloke, Nathan Eberle had just been absolute. <laughs> <laughs> um, if he oh, had a very small windows, but I'd probably want to strangle him after that. And probably the best to be uh, one of the young blokes that's in first grade, Cameron Smith. Um, Smithy, he's, he's a quieter bloke, which would be good. I'd have a bit of my own space, but... Mate, he loves the punt and just pulling apart the numbers like I do. So, mate, uh, I reckon that'd, be, that'd go all right. He's, he's a pretty quality bloke. Like I said, he, he, he's pretty uh, middle of the road, so he wouldn't get on your nerves too much. Surely Kirk Grogan gets a men- mention there somewhere. Oh, he, he, he'd be a narrow second behind uh, behind uh, Nathan Everly, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I've had run-ins with Kirk Grogan since he was about eight and he was a ball boy and he used to abuse referees then. Like, he hasn't been now. Yeah, he doesn't look much up, but you're right. All right, what about this NRL players or personalities, boys? And uh, Josh, we might include you here, mate. Who, who would you, who do you reckon be a, a punish to be in lockdown with? And uh, then we'll get yeah. back in a second. I've had a um, had a crack. I reckon um, I'd I'd fucking hate being locked down with James Hooper. I think his shit takes would just annoy me <laughs> constantly. That bloke. Every time I see him on on NRL 360, the TV, mate, I just want to punch the TV. I'm not a fan. <laughs> Of all hoops. Um, on right. the flip side, we'll come back for your best, Timmy Christie. Right. Who's your Who's your worst? Mate, my worst. I think I'll, a lot of people will get on board with me. Is Blocker Roach? I cannot <laughs> stand him, mate. If he uh, the amount of times he said he's better punch someone in the head because they're on the field, and they're oh mate, I, I turn it off. I love. I, I listen. I watch Fox until he's on there, and then it's over to NBN. I listen. I watch SBS soccer before I listen to him. I think. <laughs> Do you notice when he commentates, he just describes literally what's happened with no extra analysis? (laughs) There's nothing extra there. Yeah. And then he says, oh, he does. He does ask extra. He actually says, uh, oh, if I was out there, I would have chinned him. Yeah, that's extra. Yeah, yeah. The good old days. (laughs) Or he would have, uh, I would have signed, I've signed his signature with bumps on his head. That's another one he says. Oh, mate, I cannot, I honestly cannot stand him. What about you, Sambo? Who's your worst NRL personality? Oh, mate, I, I can't, you know, I, I don't want to be sexist, mate. Erin Mullen, I just can't stand her. Cannot, you know, she's up there braces. 100%. Her. Yeah, brace. Brace. Take it the thunder, Sambo. That's who I didn't want to be stuck with was brace. Oh, brace. But, yeah, like, Erin Mullen, you know, kill the footy show, killing rugby league, darling. Just stop, please. Just stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about your best, Sambo? Who, who, what player or, uh, or or personality would you go with? What player personality? Um, 
Look, play art, mate. Give me the cheese any day. Oh. Massive fan of the cheese. <laughs> so, look, I, that's all I can say. Really. We all know what he's about and that we know how he, how he uh, carries on. So, mate, sign me up any day with the cheese. Yeah, I love it. What about you, Josh? Uh, I just went Matty Johns, mate. I thought, you know, I listen to his podcast each week. He's good for a laugh and he could hook me up with some of that Steel City beer that I can't get in Sydney. So, wouldn't mind some of that. Yeah, nice, mate. Uh, I, I um, yeah, as I said, my worst, worst was definitely Bray. Matty was up there for my best, but um, I, I ended up going. He's actually a current Newcastle rugby league player. I just thought he'd have a, have a good time. I was nearly going to go Matt Nable, but I ended up going Nathan Ross. I reckon the Ross dog would just be a good time. He just seems oh, like he just the Ross dog on the booze. <laughs> yeah, mate. Mate. Earlier in the year, and he's great value then. So yeah, okay with him. What about you, Timmy? Mate, I uh, pretty obvious. On the other brother, I've gone Joey. Um, besides hooking me up with the beer, you can hook me up with other stuff as well, hopefully. <laughs> and it'd be great fun, I think. Might be three Yeah, one of them. But mate, uh, I just think I reckon, the I reckon with lock, him. lock with Joey would be good. Be good for about three or four days. And after yeah, that's that, the I reckon thing, just like. If you go weak, yeah. I reckon that'd be an absolute punish. I just, think, I just think it'd be a good... Yeah, but the amount of, the amount of fun you'd have in those four days, I think I'd be able to put up with the, the rest just after it. Like, the stories I'd be able to tell afterwards would be unreal. Even though you'd be dead after six, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's right. If, if Willie Mason started knocking on the door, he might be all right. <laughs> all right, yeah. all right well, let, let, let's jump into talking NRL, boys. Let's get in. We'll, we'll go through and just fly through some tips in the NRL and uh, let everyone get back to uh, not looking at our heads. Uh, the, the NRL starts tomorrow night. Uh, we've got the Titans taking on the Storm. Uh, the Storm are pretty short favourites here, dollar ten. Has anyone seen any value in the Titans, or are we all, all on the purple pride? Yeah, even without Hughes, Storm. I'm going to go Storm. Oh, no, uh, Brimson's missing for the Titans. I think he's out for the year with that fractured cheekbone, right? So big loss for them. Uh, they, yeah, they're on a pretty big downer. I'm going to go the Storm pretty easy. All right, yeah, next up, uh, Suncorp Stadium on Friday night. We've got the Raiders and Manly. We were talking about this off air before. The line started at five and a half. It's at the sixteen and a half now. I don't mind a bit of sixteen and a half, uh, especially with the issues swirling and around Tommy Trebojevic. But head to head, you can't can't go past Manly for mine. Nah, no way. Yeah, you're not concerned about the outs for Raiders. I saw Starlings out. We're in Ira Croker, so you're missing a few players as well with that line. Yeah, there's a few missing, but I still think if Tommy pulls out, like there's just so much value about taking some sixteen and a half at the moment. And I think it's touch and go with him. As yeah, that's fair enough. I think he's playing some Ducks and Drakes. Yeah, fair, fair call. Cool. What about you, Timmy, on Manly there, are you, mate? I think if, if Turbo's in, I'm going Manly. If he's out, I'll go Canberra. I think uh, he brings too much to that side. And um, if if he's not there, there they'll um, they'll go down. Yeah, I think if he's not there, that lot, that price and line's going to move massively. But uh, the next one's this one is probably one of the matches of the round. We've got Penrith, dollar seventy-one favourites against South, two dollars fifteen. Certainly uh, a, a clash of top sides and uh, an opportunity for South maybe to spring an upset here on Penrith. But as we can see there, Penrith going in favourites uh, and and just looking through the team list, uh, AJ back in, and uh, that, that means uh, your your boy Sambo Braden Burns is out. Yeah, mate, after uh, playing an outstanding game, I thought. Uh, yeah, it looks like Brayo's uh, sitting out, so I haven't spoken to him uh, to sort of get the inside scoop, what's going on. But, yeah, um, unfortunately, that's the way it look, it's looking at the moment. Who, who, do we, who do you like here, Sambo? Are you going south, or do you think Penrith would be too strong? No, I'm still hanging on with south, mate. I think I think south is sort of, you know, starting to hit their straps at the right time of the year. And, uh, you know, um, I think they're a big, big uh, game team. 
and you know, no better game to play against you know Penrith to uh, to prove that point. What about you, Josh? Yeah, I agree, mate. I think I'm going to go South head to head, and it rolls into the bet we'll talk about later as well. I saw a stat this week that South's first team since 1908 to score 30 points in eight or more consecutive games. So. They're, like Sambo said, they're, they're hitting their straps at the right time of the year, and I think um, this will make the, the final story a bit more juicy if South can knock off Penrith here. So, yeah, South for mine. I think the only concern for mine is, is South's defence. Like they, they have got plenty of points in them, as you say, but they've conceded nearly 150 more points than Penrith this year. So um, they just need to make sure, I suppose, you know, it's, it might be one of those shootout-style games. Both sides with a really good attack if they can get on top of Penrith's defence. But... Uh, I, I'm going to go Penrith, but um, I don't think there's going to be much in it, so it could be tight, and you know, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was something like an Adam Reynolds late uh, two-point field goal. He's become the uh, expert at those uh, spots over to get him home. But yeah, I'll lean Penrith. What about you, Timmy? Mate, I uh, I think Penrith. Um, just obviously, just be a point of difference. Um, I just think the ins that they're getting with Arpy Corus, uh, Fisher Harris, Kirk well and Tavita Pangai playing his first game for him. Um, Although I'm, I'll prefer Rabbitohs to win, I think. I just think Penrith are going to get them. They're, um, you know, Cleary back in. They're, they're very, they're a very good side, and I, um, yeah, I can't say any, as you said, the defence of the of Penrith is, um, is unreal. And if if they if, um, Rabbitohs can't score points, they're not going to win the game. So, yeah, yep, that's my that's my one. I like it. Let's move on to Saturday. Now this game was originally scheduled for up in the hills of Tamworth and instead they've moved up in the hills of Rockhampton at Brown Park and it's for the West Tigers and the Cronulla Sharks. The Sharks dollar 55 favourites. Tigers outside is at 245. I'm going to be honest, after watching these two sides go around the last couple of weeks, it's hard to tip either side, to be honest. Yeah, it is, mate. Um, Sharks, yeah, right. for, Sharks for me here. They've had the wood over the Tigers recently, I think seven out of the last eight um, when they played each other. But... um. Yeah, I, I can't tip the Tigers, mate. They, they they do me every time I tip them. And um, I thought the Sharks played pretty well against the Knights, well, as well as you can. So, yeah, yeah, yeah Sharks for me. Yeah, if you wipe out that first 34 seconds last week, uh, the Sharks get the two points. So, uh, yeah, it's certainly going to be an interesting one. And, um, yeah, I, I think you're going to have to go with the Sharks here, but not with much confidence. Sambo, again, one of your boys, one of your uh, Castle Ray connections trotting around there for the Sharks. Oh, mate, you got Jesse there and then the, uh, the Castro Wellington boys, as in, um, you know, uh, Trick and, uh, and Will Kennedy. Uh, I think I talked talk to Trick more than I talked to Jesse these days. Um, but no, uh, you know, talking to, to Bredo after the game and that uh, next couple of days. So, you know, he's, he's really hard on himself at the moment. Um, and, you know, he's pretty confident. The boys are pretty confident they can take this one out. And so am I, um, you know, Ben Shark supporter as well. But, um, yeah, I, I see Cronulla coming back after that Newcastle game. I, I'm pretty embarrassed and... Uh, yeah, they took it pretty hard. Timmy, are you going to make it a clean sweep or are you going to be the contrarian and go the Tigers? Mate, to be honest, I'm going to tip the Sharks just purely on the fact that Will James is back in the side. I think uh, the, the, they took him out last week and I thought that was absolutely horrible, like the worst idea ever. Like just whether it was because he was given old butter spray or whatnot. But, um, you know, as I think I heard Matty John say, when the Knights seen that Will Chambers wasn't in that side, they would have been Yahoo and like, and I think bringing him back, as well as Moylo coming back into the side, um, in Sat, like yeah. So I'm going to tip the Sharks, but I tell you what, after watching the uh, Wild West Tigers uh, doco, I have a soft, soft spot for the Tigers at the moment, so I wouldn't mind seeing them get the W. Are we, are we seeing Chambers come into the into the 17 at this stage? Because last I'd seen he was just in the extended squad. Uh, oh, I'm just looking at the thing on the NRL app and just saying he's an in, so. But well, yeah. Okay. Well, but if he's in, if he's in, I'm going sharks. If he's out, I'm going tigers. Then. 
Mate, uh, maybe they'll bring him in for Mawini Hiroti, uh, the, the Conrad Harrell lookalike out there. So, uh, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll, what's that? Sorry, I, just, Jimmy? Uh, no, I just noticed that uh, Doc Madden's actually been named in the Tigers side as well. Young Newcastle fella. Um, he's named in the 20 coming off the. Oh, he's on the reserve. Sorry. Yeah, named in the 20, yep. Jock Madden. He's a young. Young Newcastle that day. Eh? He's been absolutely carving up before the lockdown started with the New South Wales Cup for the West Magpies. They were going really well. Oh, uh, yeah. a, few, a few local boys in that side. I think Kai Cooper as well. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Highest try scorer so far in the New South Wales Cup, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and it's, uh, I think I think in the last episode of Tiger Town that you're talking about, uh, Timmy, uh, Madge uh, gave him a bit of a spray and told him there were some reserve grade boys that were coming for their jobs. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All the cab boys playing NRL. Joshua oh, waxed lyrical yeah. about this one for a little while. It's the uh, the Bulldogs five dollars outsiders at Seabus Super Stadium against the Knights a dollar eighteen. Um, I'm going to get in early on this, and uh, I've already chipped in on the uh, the seventeen and a half line. It's now back to sixteen and a half for the Bulldogs at the plus. So just wasn't impressed enough with the Knights' attack and what it offered last week to think that they're going to uh, absolutely slaughter them. I think they'd get it done one to twelve, but uh, I like the plus there. Yeah, so do I, mate. This rolls into the um, bet we'll talk about in the next bit as well, a value of the week. I'll take the dog 16 and a half line. That's one of my legs in that um, for reasons. I'll explain later, I guess, but it's, I mean, you can pretty much see without, I guess I'll go through it now, without DSAF and Frizzell in the team. And I think um, we have lost uh, six of the last eight, maybe, against the dogs. I'll pull this up now. Sorry, eight of the last 10 and two of the last three. Um, yeah, so that line looks pretty good to me. Um, that's 16 and a half for the dogs. But I'll tip the Knights head-to-head. Yeah, so you're on the Knights head-to-head, but the line, I like it. Timmy, what are your thoughts here? Mate, uh, the spine of the Knights is back together. So I think we've Kalen, uh, Braley, Clifford and uh, Pierce. Also a bit of a shout-out. you got Chrissy Randall coming off the bench in the 17 as well. So uh, I'm going to tip the Knights just, uh, just purely because I live here and for no other reason. <laughs> What about you, Sam, mate? Oh, look, mate, I think, you know, um, as he touched on, as Josh touched on with um, Frizzell out and Saf, I think, you know, they're going to lose a lot in the, that end room uh, in that middle. Um, and I just see the dogs taking advantage of that. Um, yeah, look, yeah, I, I see the um, Timmy's point with the with the spine back together for Newcastle, but I just see those two middles, mate, uh, two forwards out for Newcastle is a big loss. Certainly is. And before we move away from the game, Josh, the Knights fan, mate, might get your thoughts on the... Uh, on the two two people leave, leaving town at the end of the year, Connor Watson and Josh King announced in the, uh, the last 24 hours that they're both heading to the Roosters and Storm, respectively. Yeah, Josh King's an interesting one today. That happened. He, he's been kind of an under-average player in the first few years of his first grow. I mean, not his fault. He came into a side that was losing mostly every game. But I thought this season he actually picked up a gear um, quite well off the bench and, you know, filled the role he was meant to. And you just watch him now go to Melbourne and become like, you know, Brian Norrie player type style, you know, when they got him from, was it the Sharks or someone? Melbourne. Right. Uh, I can't remember. But, you know, that sort of player that's unheralded, but then Bellamy transforms into a pretty gun interchange or, you know, front row. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. And then Connor Watson, obviously, I think he rejected a longer and um, more lucrative deal at the Knights by about 50k to sign with the Roosters. And I think it was, was Timmy saying pre-podcast about um you know playing under robinson's probably the big draw card there but you know we won't we won't go into the um off the books numbers that might be floating around there a couple of cars a couple of houses did it <laughs> but um hey, go the chooks 
But yeah, mate, no, it'd be sad to see him leave. So I guess that means for us, we're going to play man off the bench next year in 14, which is interesting. You can't cover those positions like Connor can as, 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 as good. So um, yeah, see what happens there, mate. Maybe saving some money for another outside back purchase before next season. So um, interesting times in the castle, especially with all the rumours. I think, was it from, from my mate Hooper or was it from someone else about Seabold muddying the waters there, Chris? Yeah, I did, I did see that. So it'll be interesting to see. And I saw someone else run, run something uh, last night. It was, it was a two-prong one. I don't know how much, you know, it was sort of more, I think, some conspiracy theory. One about KP and his, uh, his two-year player options after next year. And then also about, uh, they thought, uh, Adam O'Brien, if Kurt Mann can't be a centre, he's not really a utility, so why not convert him into a lock? Um, <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. Please, please don't do that. But <laughs> That's just what you need. The ball in his hands more often. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next game. And uh, it's the Eels and the Cowboys. And based on how these two sides have uh, defended the last two weeks, this could be 78 to 74. Uh, the Eels, dollar thirty-one favourites. This will be played at Seabus Super Stadium following the Knights and the Bulldogs game. What do you like here, Sambo? Uh, I like the Eels, mate. For no reason other than they just need to start playing well, mate, to, to you know to even be contenders in their finals. I like it. It's pretty straightforward, mate. I'm pretty similar with you. I'm going to go to the Eels for no real reason, but, you know, they need to find some form heading into the finals as well. What about you, Timmy? Mate, I'm going the Cowboys. I think the Knights have... Uh, the, sorry, the Knights. The Parramatta Eels have hit a, hit a corner. They've, uh, they're downhill from here, I think. The fact they're not giving Will Smith a crack either, not, I'm off them. Another NAB player? That's it. And uh, he, he's been playing unreal. He should be getting the spot over Dylan Brown. So I... Uh, until that happens, I think they won't win, a, win it again. That's a big call. <laughs> Dylan, I heard a stat today saying Dylan Brown has got less try assists than Kyle Flanagan this season. So that's that's have, a, have a, that's a big that. stat. <laughs> yeah, less. And Kyle Flanagan's played three games for the Sharks, who are shocking. So yeah, that's um, amazing when you I think, think we'll... Moses missed time as well. So you would have thought Brown, you know, would have got some yeah. registered some decent stats in that period. But I haven't seen his stats. So if that's correct, then that's that's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I heard it on a on a podcast. Maybe maybe Maddie Johns or something. But um, I think he's had like something, three tries. Something in the castle. Or, was that? No, was it wasn't in the castle. Okay. Don't listen to that one. No. Neil says going well, mate. Uh, mate speak, speaking of uh, your, your mate Will Smith, mate, we'll we'll see him in the uh, in the coming weeks in the uh, in the uh, eliminator for the League Castle Legends. I think so. He was up in the mix for that. Um, just trying to pick out where he was. Yeah, so he'll, he'll be up in the fifth or sixth matchup. So we've got the first one up at the moment. South Newcastle boy, Ash Gordon leading Georgie Carmon at the moment there, Sambo. So, uh, and then we'll have the next the next matchup will, will go live tomorrow, which is Dean Amos versus Adam Clydesdale. So there's uh, a couple of last oh, Dean oh. Amos from the Wild Roos, Adam Clydesdale from up at Scone. Yeah. Adam Clydesdale um, in that same side as Kurt Mann, as we were talking about earlier as well. He was, that, yeah. That that one, yeah. yeah, it was. You, you, you've got a hit list of everyone that was in that team just because you didn't make it, haven't you? Like, you just trust <laughs> yeah. Phil, Phil Williams is next. I <laughs> uh, love it. Let's, let's keep rolling with these games, boys. Uh, next up, uh, we're heading over to Toowoomba, Clive Berghopper Stadium. And uh, the St. George Illawarra Dragons taking on the Sydney Roosters. I don't need to ask Timmy what he's tipping. $1.25 favourites, the Roosters. The Dragons, $4.00. Uh, Interestingly enough, I just got an alert from a bloke who I follow and his tips are running red hot and his tips that he's just come out with are the Dragons at the line, both first half and second half, and the Roosters under points. So 
I don't mind any of those bets, to be honest. I think it'll be low scoring. I think the Roosters will win this one, probably 1-12. to 12. What do you reckon, Sambo? Yeah, I was just going to say the same one as well for the Roosters. I think it'll be, yeah, pretty tight. But I think, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. Timmy, are you going to persuade us that it's going to be 13 plus or just happy with a two-pointer? Mate, after after I'm only just winning by beating the Bronx last week, I think it'll be a bit closer than I thought. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm obviously going to tip the chooks and, you know, just imagine what we could have done if we didn't have 62% of our salary cap out this season. So, uh, <laughs> your salary cap. Can, can I just confirm the calculations here? And Josh, you're the statsman. 62% of Sydney Roosters salary cap, that is Newcastle and Canberra salary caps combined. I'd say so. I think that puts them on level playing field with the rest of the comp. <laughs> well, that's fair, mate, because we're still sitting fifth. Oh, mate, no, no. Tremendous effort. It's just it's, <laughs> you should be with this every year. Um. For me, for this game, the, yeah. the Dragons. Um, interesting to see Josh McGuire at hooker again. That's back to his Samoa days when he played for Samoa. Um, yeah, I'd say 1-12 to 12 as well. Dragons are pretty impressive uh, against Penrith for as much as they could be, I thought. You know, some gutsy periods of that match. They got a few question marks like Billy Burns in the second row. Um, and I also saw Adam Clune has been linked to the Knights, Chris, before we move off for this game. You see that as well? I did see that uh, that article run yeah earlier today. I saw something pop up there through the feed as I was scrolling. So interesting I'm not sure where, where they use him or whether he just you know or just half half depth maybe if Pierce departs. I think half depth. Yeah, I'm not sure on the money that's being thrown around for that. But if he's not getting a run at the Dragons, oh, you, I mean yeah, they got um they're not going to have Corey Norman next year, but um they'll have Hunt and the um the young Amone. half who debuted the other week. What was his name? Junior Amone. It, was it Amona? Yeah, Amona. They got another one as well. I can't Bud remember. Sullivan. They got Bud Sullivan as well. Oh, yeah, Bud Sullivan. Sullivan. Yep, that's the one. Yep. Um, Bud, yeah. So, yeah, maybe he's not needed there and we'll take him for depth, I guess. But, um, yeah, interesting to see how that develops. But, yeah, yeah, Roosters head-to-head for me. I did, speaking of this game as well, I did see the interesting article about their uh, thoughts about uh, wanting to name Jack DeBell and Captain Anthony Griffin. So, that just makes me question his judgment a little bit. Like, <laughs> even, even, even not from, a from you know, anything more than an optics point of view, like... If it wasn't bad enough, obviously the case he was that was all dismissed. But you know he, he was part of barbecue gate. Like that's probably enough for me not to name anyone captain this year. Yeah, fair yeah, call. that's true. So all right, we'll move on. Get to the last of the games, and it is uh, the side that nearly rolled Timmy's chooks last week. The Brisbane Broncos uh, up against the New Zealand Warriors. The Warriors slight favourites here. I think the Broncos uh, were round twenty three, and they're under their twenty fourth halves pairing of the year. But uh, Sambo, a bloke that I was fortunate enough when he was a cheeky 12-year-old to play alongside in some school footy, Albert Kelly. Mate, he, he's looked pretty good at, at, at points this year uh, playing for them up there. And uh, you'd think if he could get behind a decent forward pack in the next couple of years, he might still have a bit to offer at the NRL level. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're still working with uh, with Bronx and uh, with Albert up there on, an, on another deal and that kind of stuff moving forward. Al's been playing really well when he's getting the opportunity there with the Broncos. Um, I, yeah, me personally, bias, I think he should be there, you know, all together. Yeah, um, it's 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 pretty hard for, for him at the moment. You know, they're sort of a, a depleted side, I dare say, I'd call it. Um, but yeah, I'm going to take the Broncos here, and uh, yeah, let's go. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of value about the Broncos. What are your thoughts on this one, Josh? Um, Milford back at six scares me a little bit. I think um, I think the Warriors also have a lot more to play for. Obviously, with that sniff of the eight, I'm just going to go Warriors head to head. Even though Brisbane, they did look impressive last week, but yeah, Warriors for me. Yeah, we haven't seen too many back-to-back performances from the Broncos, so that does concern, as you said. You know, Milford uh, is always a uh, bit of a question mark, I suppose, might be the nicest way of putting it. But, yeah, I think back to what we were talking about there before, Sam, I'd be pretty excited to see Adam Reynolds and Albert Kelly in, in the halves next year at Brisbane. I think that could be 
think those two styles could suit each other really well. But, Timmy, what are your thoughts on this one, mate? Uh, which, which side of the fence are you sitting on? Mate, I, uh, I think the Warriors, um, like you said, I don't think the Broncos have played too many back-to-back games this year. They're unlucky not to win last week. So I think this is the this is going to be their down week. And with the uh, the best-looking bloke in new NRL, Reese Walsh, coming off the back, up the back of the Warriors, um, I think he'll be too good for him coming up against the former club that's that got rid of him. He'll want to turn one on. And, revenge um, game. I think he will. That's it. Yeah, a bit of a revenge game, yeah. And even uh, even that Chanel Tavita-Harris, he's been killing it in the six. And... Um, I think, yeah, if he can keep going, if, honestly, the only knock on him that he's a bit small, if he can put some size on, he could be a dominant half in the comp, I think. And, yeah, I'm, uh, all in all, I'm, I'm taking the Warriors. Yeah, they get Watane Zalesniak back too on the wing, who I thought's been pretty decent for them after coming across from the dogs. So, another in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah 100%. You, you would have got some movement. Timmy, seeing, um, seeing Walsh get a bit fiery the other day, mate, you would have got movement over that. Reminds me a lot of his older brother that used to play. Remember Zach? Yeah, yeah Zach. Me, he, he actually he shot at me one day at Harker Oval, and uh, yeah, he let me remember it. That's for sure. Yeah, he, he got me in a CHS game once, and yeah, he lets you know about it. But uh, yeah, when I seen that happen, I was all I could think of was Zach carrying on. So good on him. Yeah, you gotta love it. All right, boys. Well, that brings to almost to close the NRL section. So we're going to fire around uh, with our best bets. And Josh has been hinting at his, so we're going to let him kick this segment off. And then we'll I'll throw to you, Timmy, and, and then Sambo, and I'll bring it home. So what do you got for us, Josh? Best bet? Yeah, I'm going to go um, the South's alternate line, six and a half, plus six and a half. And then Johnston to score any time on his return. Uh, he returns this week. I said he faces Crichton. I'm pretty sure he's been named on the wing. So he's usually a center. Could be caught out of position there a couple of times, looking to shut down that South lethal left edge especially Cody Walker, who's been killing it with that record-breaking try assist. So, South plus 6.5, Johnson anytime into the Dogs at 16.5 start, as you mentioned before. That gives you at $4.40 when I put it in just before the podcast. So, chuck a 20 on that or something. Get you 100. Excellent. What do you got for us, Timmy Christie? Mate, i got Rooster's head-to-head, Reese Walsh anytime, and... Oh, mate, I might just run it at that just to get your bets low. I had something else, but I can't remember what it was. But Rooster said ahead, Reese Walsh anytime. Very nice, mate. That should get you. That should get you close to about three bucks, I reckon. So yeah. Yeah, but when you bet, when you're betting with money like me, mate, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get, uh, I'll get me, uh, me, me, um, what is it? Me wage from Central, and I'll put it all on that. All fifteen cents of it. All right. What about you, Sam, mate? Oh, I took Cronulla yeah, head to head, and I took uh, Braden Trindle first try scorer. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I don't Just... mind that at all, uh, mate. Uh, certainly um, not a bad one. I've gone in for the Raiders plus 16 and a half into the Bulldogs plus 16 and a half into the Dragons plus five and a half in the first half, uh, and that'll bring you uh, about eight dollars fifteen. So have a lazy Stuart diver on that one. Uh, it'll bring you back forty, or if you're you know, swinging, swinging it uh, like Tim is, uh, and you got Tara's permission to throw it, throw a uh, lob one up on it, then go hard. All right, boys, well, well, thank you very much for coming on. We've had some technical challenges. We'll have to release it as an audio. I don't know how well the video's gone. We've had some some real issues with the frame rates kicking through, but I appreciate you boys jumping on tonight, talking some footy. Um, again, make sure you do get voting. Uh, everyone listening in in the league, Castle Legends, we'll have two or three more of those kicking off this week, and we'll start to have some. Uh, some uh, pretty big names coming through. Josh has had a sneak peek of the bracket, and, it, and it's packed full of some uh, some absolute super, superstars and uh, tough choices. A, a few boys as well that um, you know in in their day have uh, certainly represented their clubs well. And there's a number of clubs and some surprise ones. I know Shawnee Johnson 
Sambo, you know Shawnee well from your time at uni. He's cheering hard for Anthony Don. Yes. Uh, recently retired James Maloney in the bracket as well from his time at the Arimba Magpies. So there's some good names out there. Um, and, yeah, of course, you know, some of the big names like the Chief and uh, Joey and Maddie as well. So keep an eye out for your favourites. It'd be great to see some upsets in that. Uh, so make sure you keep voting. Unfortunately, Facebook's got rid of their polls, so we're going back to the reaction style. Uh, a big thank you again to all of you boys. Timmy, uh, mate, good luck with your podcast. I've enjoyed it so far. Uh, it's getting better as, as the episodes go on, which is good. Uh, I'm glad you got the, uh, the the questionable guests like Steve Witters out of the way early. Uh, get <laughs> no, Sam on there soon to talk about his burgeoning career and uh, everything else he does, mate, uh, with all his, all his fingers in pies that, he, that he's uh, in rugby league, eh? <laughs> No, nah, thanks, mate. Yeah, I've, uh, I've told Ted Sandbite to come on. I've also got Keno, uh, Keno dropping tomorrow night and then a few other good ones lined up. So, uh, yeah, make sure everyone goes on and follows the Instagram page, Two Point Podcast, and uh, hopefully I can get some good chats, eh, in the next few weeks. Yeah, we'll, we'll give you a tag in, in our post for Instagram when this one goes up, mate. And, um, yeah, also, uh, yeah, I've checked it out. It's on Spotify. It's, it's there. It's worth a listen. Uh, it's uh, a little bit more local footy content from a different angle, so I like that. Uh, Samba, as always, mate, a pleasure having the reigning League Castle Bachelor of the Year, and thanks to COVID, you'll hold that title for another few months yet because we're not running one until at least 2022. So uh, time for Nathan to uh, continue, you know, cracking his fitness regime to, to take the title off you. Love it, mate. Thanks, guys. And as, and as always, the stats man, mate, uh, I know, I know it took you a couple of hours to get ready with the makeup and hair today, mate, so we appreciate all the effort that you've gone to, rocking your team colour. <laughs> and, mate, uh, and, mate uh, I've got to say, the fact that you're still upbeat and doing so well, we've been in lockdown for, you know, a week and a half, mate. You've been in it for what probably seems like a lifetime at the moment down there in Sydney. So, again, thank you for coming on, mate. Really appreciate uh, you jumping on again. Yeah, no worries, mate. Yeah, I've been um, working from home now since March 2020, so it's been a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but um, no, I appreciate it, Chris, mate. Really good of you to tee up this. Sorry the technical issues, but yeah, the listeners have a good time, and um, thanks to the other boys coming on. It's always good, good time. And of course, we we don't get these episodes here without the man we mentioned earlier, Johnny at Smart Artist. If you want to get your game or event covered when we get back out of these lockdowns, he is the man, and he's going to be in hot demand as events are going to be booked thick and fast. So uh, as he likes to say, it's either him or your mum's iPad, and I know which photos are going to turn out better. So get onto him. He also does some great promotions work. Uh, He's done some great stuff. If you want to check out his stuff, go to Smart Artist on Facebook. And, of course, if you haven't already, follow our Instagram, Castle AU, our Facebook page, Lead Castle AUS. And, of course, give a like to the Two Point Podcast. Is it just Two Point Podcast, Timmy? Yeah, mate, just two, two underscore point underscore podcast on Instagram. Lovely. Check it out, guys, and a big thanks. And we will catch you all next week. Cheers, no mate. Worries, guys. The King, King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You're listening to League Cup, Newcastle Hunters, Hunters, Rugby League.